Welcome to the Roundtable. I am Jennifer Eller, and with me today is our co-host, Mike Hill, and we have Kale and Paige Dyson with us. Yay! Welcome! (laughs) Thank you, guys. (laughs) How long have you been moved back? I just thought about that walking in here. Early September. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, three months? Yep. Lived in Noblesville for a year and decided to to move back closer to friends and family. Yeah, that was... I was trying to think of when we were out Mm -hmm. there, because... Like you've been coming for a while and like involved and good. Then and then you're like, oh crap, they're moving. You know, you always <laughs> love to have great young couples, yeah. you know, to be around and be in the church and to be able to hang out with. But yeah, then because it, it was a short time then that you guys took off after, because you were moved out to Idaho, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then after you guys got married, did you go right to Noblesville from there? Well. Go ahead. So I moved to Idaho right after college. Um, I, you know, went through an internship and a trainee program, and they said, where do you want to live? And I said, well, anywhere but my hometown. (laughs) So I get thrown all the way out in Idaho. And um, How good is Idaho, though? Is it bad? It's incredible. It's beautiful out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was in the middle of nowhere, Mm. but... We loved it. Yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. And um, in 2020, there's no better place to be than mm-hmm. out west and be out in nature when there's not a whole lot else going yeah. on. So. so let's start mm-hmm. there. What do you guys love to do? Are you outdoors people? Are you like, do you watch movies? Do you read books? Like what's what's something? I mean, you both work out like we can see that. part. <laughs> Yeah, we, we both like and to work out. I do not, and you no, do a little bit. I'm saying there's Jennifer and I and Nick. Although Nick was on the Nick was on the elliptical this morning. So good job, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> there's us and then there's you guys. There's a whole different level. Yeah, so yeah, we like to work out. We have our own gym at our wow. house. Um, do you really? Yeah. Is it like a it. CrossFit gym? Type it's really thing? small. There's like I know, but it doesn't have the racks and like the I tried to yeah. make it as like old school, like bodybuilding. It's like feel super dark. We painted it black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing we did to the house yes. when we moved in. We was it to yes. put the old put the barn gym black? In? Yeah. It in was my old barn. pig barn. In the pig barn. And <laughs> oh, now, you did. Yes. Yeah. And now he wants pigs. So what do we what do? We do? <laughs> <laughs> do you want pigs like you're going to be a 4 H'er again? Like those no, kind of like pigs? No, like I. I don't know. Just I just want to have something set up so that if anyone, like, I have the opportunity to help someone oh, or someone it. needs a place to, because not everyone has, like, an insulated, heated barn right. with all the different things that you need in February to have, you know, a high-level livestock. Yeah, because you were, like, mm-hmm. serious 4 h mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, you're kind of like the peas. Like, you sit out there and watch <laughs> your animals grow. Oh, yeah. Every night, uh... <laughs> My dad this and I, like yeah. fun. No, this is a real thing. Right? Yeah. Every night, my dad and I, we'd get chores done. All the pens were cleaned, and um, we'd just sit out there and look at them and drink beer. And, yeah, see, and look I at told the pigs. you this is a thing. Okay, so you were in 4-H, and you're sitting out there drinking beer? Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> no judgment. I'm just trying to keep up. That's, how my, that's like how my dad and I bonded. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> that, that's a cool memory. I yeah. Love yeah. So out, so out gym, what else? What else do you guys love to do? Um, we picked up playing tennis last summer. Really? We really enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. Are you good? Mm-hmm. No. 
No. We're, we're really no, bad. not really. We're like, really do bad. you launch them, like, over the fence? I do. Yeah, yeah. that's me. Yeah. Like, everybody's like, you just got to turn your wrist. I'm like, I turn and that wrist ain't working. <laughs> yeah. That ball's going like a home run, you know, Yeah, so we, we try to play tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we just started hiking. Like, we like hiking now. Yeah. Uh, we planned a trip to Sedona um, a few months ago awesome. and Have went hiking. No, we never really did hiking or any of that okay. thing. Just but randomly. We were just looking for something new to try and okay. just absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. so you're going to go to Sedona and hike out there? Oh, we've so already. We did. Oh, you did? Yeah, we, we did went. a few months ago. Yeah. So oh, we booked did. it. Like yeah. two, like you were randomly looking at tic yeah. flight tickets and we got a really cheap ticket to fly out there from Fort Wayne, mm -hmm. straight flight. So we were like, oh, let's try it out. We've heard it's beautiful out there. So yeah. we booked a ticket and we hiked for what, two days straight or three days, two days? Two and a half, mm -hmm. something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Like hiking and then you came back though, like not backpacking no. or staying out on the mountain. <laughs> no, okay. we would just hike all day cool and then we had an Airbnb. Okay. But, um, Did you go to Slide Rock? Cause that's out in Sedona, right? In Slide Rockets? Yes, I think it is. We've heard about it, but we yeah, didn't go we there. Didn't go it's to overrated. That. We went to Bell Rock. <laughs> <Don't go. laughs> I mean, it's a really beautiful place, but you seriously slide down a rock into oh, very mm. cold water, mm, and your butt mm. hurts mm. after you're done doing it. But So are you going to get into the hiking, like I do serious so. stuff? Yeah, we want to yeah. go to Maine next. Maine is next so. on our list, so okay. we got to figure out when we, can, when we can fit that in next. Yeah, mm -hmm. you should do like Glacier sometime. Like I've heard a lot pictures. of great things. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Glacier there. and Zion are yeah. on the list. Yeah. So that's neat. Yeah. Especially since you guys like it together. Yeah. So you're not the indoor people reading books, watching TV. No. I'm that too. I'm uh, probably my favorite thing to do is watch sports. I'm kind of a sports nut. Um, so you don't watch anything else other but than that's sports. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So who do you like? Purdue Boilermakers. Yeah. Um, a basket, yeah, basketball, football he was fan. Doing so, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what it is, but for some reason I paid them all my tuition money. Oh, you went mm. to Purdue. And yeah, yeah so now sense. I, you know, continue to plan my schedule around nineteen-year-olds playing a game. But <laughs> it's. <laughs> and so you watch Purdue football too? Yeah. Oh wow. I do. Okay. That's about as bad as Indiana football. It is, yeah. but not quite as bad as no, we that, found true. out. This that's year. true. Yeah, thank you for reminding us. The <laughs> <laughs> Indiana continues to get beat all the time, and yeah. So, what about professional sports? Do you like any like you NFL? Yeah, I'm like an NFL junkie. So, I don't really have a lot of like I watch all the games. Like I so can you're sit a fantasy there. guy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is your yep. fantasy team winning? I'm in the playoffs, yeah, so me that's too. all you he, need. He won is, last year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. Are you doing it too? No. You're not into it? No. Okay. No, I'll pretend like I'm watching sometimes. <laughs> that's, she football, likes to take naps when I watch football. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you don't, you don't have a favorite team. I, the Philadelphia Eagles have been my favorite team since I was little. Um, I also like the Colts. Okay. Um, but those are the two teams I really And you don't have a favorite um, the Eagles and the Colts. She likes, she likes <laughs> that's a good wife. There you go. No, that's a great wife. Yeah, yeah. you just, yeah, that, mm. that is good. <laughs> okay, so any books, any favorite movies? Do you have a favorite movie? I don't have a favorite movie. I don't. I don't, I don't watch movies. I picked up reading books a okay. couple years ago. Not like, not like 
every day I read. No, but like, right. But do probably you... every week I probably read three or four nights a week. Okay. Um, so you're actually reading and not listening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The paperback or hardcover paper. <laughs> we just always bring it up because I listen to all my books, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and Jennifer said it's not really reading. So it's not. Not really. It's, 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 you know, it's how is it not? That's I, the thing I can't figure out. It it's is, not reading. It's huh? listening. It's a book, but yeah, you're listening to it. I actually thought about that this morning. That is really weird. But What? Did you listen to books? No, that you listen to books. I don't Why? Know what. I don't know. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I it's just a random probably, thought. You're oh, talking about it. I listen to it. so many of them. That's the greatest <laughs> thing is you can get through so many. Yeah. You know, I think so. I would enjoy that. I don't yeah. really like reading, but I'm still trying to get into it. <laughs> Do you travel at all? Like to your, to your job or anything you're doing? Yeah. Um, so I work in Carmel. So oh, I drive wow. about an hour and 15 minutes. So you can once listen or twice to a, week. a book. Yes. <laughs> all the way down and all the way back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I travel across the Midwest for my job. So I'm kind of a serial podcast consumer. Are you really? So it's kind of weird to be on one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but normally the people I'm listening to have done something profound in their life or like done something completely incredible. Um, do you have a favorite mm -hmm. podcast other than the round table? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just put that, put that little, uh, self plug in there for us. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite podcast is called, uh, modern wisdom by, uh, Chris Williamson. Really? He's got, um, yeah. Psychologists go on there. Um, health and health and fitness people go on there. Modern um, wisdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's really good. Is there something you took away mm -hmm. from it? That's like life changing. Like Not necessarily, like just a lot of the things are interesting, I guess, enough to hold my attention. Like the host is just very, very good at uh, having really interesting guests on. Hmm. Sometimes people that talk way over your head and he can kind of deduce it down okay. and make it really consumable. So here's a question. Hmm. Since you're both workout people, you're listening to modern wisdom, right? Which is helping you, like you said, psychologists and Healthy, yeah. like, so are you like all healthy eaters too? So you never eat any bad food? I mean, we eat some bad food. If we have to. Okay. <laughs> we really enjoy cooking. Yeah. Um, so we cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner at okay. home every day, unless obviously we can't, mm -hmm. but. Okay. Um, so do you like do all your meal prep and. We don't meal prep. Okay. We I mean, every, if we have to, if we, we will, to. but we prefer to, to cook together and. Um, just have stuff fresh. Okay, so talk about what what's the best healthy eating that you do? Like, what's a meal that you go back to or meals that you go back to? We're very plain. Yeah. Very basic. So. Yeah, if we could have, like, a lean cut of steak, a sweet potato, and a vegetable every night, then we would be good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lean meat. <laughs> a, a, yeah. A potato. Steak, preferably. But Can it be any kind of potato? Does it have to be disgusting sweet potatoes? It can be russet <laughs> potato or okay. yeah, red really, potato yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get some advice because, yeah, I got blood tested done again, and they're like, you're too fat, your cholesterol's too mm -hmm. high, your blood sugar, yeah. So, you know what he told me to do? What? He told me that I need to fast for five days. <gasps> No. Once a month, once a month for five, fast for five days. Consecutively? Five, yeah, <laughs> yes. Five consecutive days to help reset some of that stuff. Wow. It's probably just the lever that he has when a pastor comes in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the fasting thing. He'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> 
I never thought about uh, that. that. Maybe he is tricking me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there is something. I, I have heard a lot about fasting. Yes. It is good even to fast for one meal a day or something like that. That yeah, can help you. Is it health experts on I mean, our podcast? I wouldn't do it, but yeah. if your that doctor be, said to. That wouldn't be my prescription, but I'm not a doctor. Huh? <laughs> well, I know, but you guys have listened to Modern Wisdom. And <laughs> yeah. You've actually done it for a while. So fasting, intermittent fasting, how about that? That's never been in your... No, I get too hungry. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, my prescription would be focus on building muscle first and foremost. And then after that, a lot of things just come a lot easier. After Mm -hmm. that. The metabolism Even after you're 50, like stuff Mm -hmm. comes easier. Yep. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm actually going to try it. I think I'm going to try it. Because it's probably not a bad idea to fast anyway. You know, yeah. probably, there's a lot of benefits. You probably fasting. get me to, yeah, pray more. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe start with like two days. Well, I've started since like... Sunday. So since Sunday, I've been doing one meal a day. And because I'm on the whole gallon of water thing, mm-hmm. which is, it's getting less annoying. But in the beginning, it's all I do is pee. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's all it's all you're doing is you get down to the meeting. You got to stop a meeting. And then that, <laughs> now that's getting better. But mm-hmm. Yeah, now I'm on the one meal a day, and then my thought is next week, on Monday, I'm going to start <laughs> the five days no eating. Mm. So we'll see how it goes. Good luck. Wish you luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might be, might be the, a little grumpy. If you got a meeting with me next week, you might want to change it, right? Okay, so let's talk about uh, your story. So grow up, growing up, like... Mm. One significant, couple significant things from both of you guys, like awesome memories from your childhood. So tell me, when I say childhood, so from when you can remember up to high school, what's what's something that sticks out in your mind that was like, wow, this was awesome, love this part, we always did this, something about... Yeah, so one thing that sticks out to me is my family would always go camping every summer, all summer long. All summer? All summer long. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like every weekend or you just went to a camping park? We just went just... to a camping park and we set up and we just pretty Stayed. much lived there all summer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which one? Um, we went to, is it Mississippi? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I was just curious if there was one that was better. It's not like a Yogi Bear Park or anything. No. Okay. No, there was like nothing there. We just had to. What was your favorite fire. part about camping? Um, just hanging out with my family, okay. I would say. Played so cornhole and we swam a lot. And do you have a big family? Um, so I have four older brothers. Wow. Um, so my mom had two boys. My dad had two boys before they met, and then they had me. Okay. So. Yeah. So that big family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Lots of cousins. So yeah. it was um, my family, and then like my dad's sister and brother, and we would all camp together. Okay. One influential person in your life growing up? Um, I would say my brother Casey. Okay. For any specific mm-hmm. reason? Um, he's the one that seems to have his head on straight. <laughs> <laughs> so. so he was the one that would keep you in line? Yeah. So when my dad passed away when I was 13, I felt like he was my go-to person. Okay. So he became like your dad? Yeah. Wow. I'd say. He's quite a bit older than me. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about you? Something significant about... Mm-hmm. Childhood, growing up, something you loved, something you remember. Um, I loved showing pigs growing up, and that's a that's a big thing around here. Um, as something that I just loved to do with my dad. Um, you know, when I was about 11, 12, I was kind of, you know, my mom. She loved me so much, and you know, we spent a lot of time together. 
Um, my dad wasn't super, you know, into young children. Like that wasn't really his thing. <laughs> and then I finally, you know, when I started to grow up, I was just interested in, in what he was doing. And that was something that he was into with my sisters. So I just, Oh, he was into the pig stuff too. Like mm-hmm. he loved it. Yeah. Hmm. So my sisters showed pigs. They were seven and nine years older than me. So I kind of always watched that. And, um, as they kind of grew up and got interested in boys and stuff, that was when I kind of came around and, uh, it's something dad and I really, uh, bonded over. Right. So, and he would just take me around, go to all his friends' houses and, but you guys were um, serious 4-Hers. See, there's like the 4-Hers like us who it's time to take an animal. And so you go to the finish barn and you grab a pig out of the finisher. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you go out there and you show. And the judge like tells you to go into the last place pin within two minutes of being out yeah. there. Like there's that kind of 4-Hers. And then there's like you guys that are going after it, right? Yeah, those were like the people that we kind of tried to keep our, our pigs away from. <laughs> so they didn't uh, get yeah, sick. We were, like, we were the families <laughs> that you're like, oh my gosh, stay away, stay away from the Hill family. Yeah, their pigs are terrible. So did you win anything when you were doing it? Um, What's we, the best thing that you got? Uh, we won a breed at the state fair and got oh, wow. to uh, got to go out into the Coliseum and, and show in the Grand Champion Drive, which was a big deal. Um, that's awesome there. So that was like the first time I'd ever done well. So that's what really got really kickstarted everything. Yeah. So is it something you're going to recreate? So, you know how sometimes as kids, we like grow (laughs) up with something and we loved it so much. We want to try to recreate it with, so if you have kids someday, do you want to do that? Yeah. I mean, I have to make sure that we were, you know, a team and on board with that because it's very expensive. Um, Um, but I'd also want the, the, the child to be into it as well. Like that was a big part of, um, and our family, like the way my dad, um, handled things is he's like, Hey, if you're into it, then we're, we're going to go all into it. But if you're halfway into it, then I'll get the barn, the pig out of the, you know, the finishing barn and you can do that. Yeah. Huh. So he kind of judged it on where you were at. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't give my kids that choice. I'm like, you, I guarantee you ain't going to be all in it, so I'm just going to get you the one out of the finish barn. I, I pre-decided for my children that they weren't ever going to really be in it. But So most influential person for you growing up? You know, It could be multiple people, too, like people that made a big impact on you. Like I said, I mean, my parents were very influential, and um, like I said, my dad and, and his friends – um, I looked up to all of them growing up. Um, a lot of them go to church here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just felt very, you know, seen and very, it felt like a big deal that you got to go around and hang out with dad and all the guys and, right. and all that. So yeah. I do think that that is unique, you know, over there, like I, different than probably anywhere I've been. There, there is a group of those Wabash guys that are just like, <laughs> you don't see that anywhere else. And the funny thing is, I think I'm allowed to say this, you know, but what bonded them together before, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like drinking beer and maybe too much beer and, mm-hmm. you know, to what bonds them together mm-hmm. now. I think that's pretty awesome. I mean, because a lot oh, of yeah, those guys nice. hung out together and not that it was terrible, mm-hmm. but... The common denominator wasn't Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where now, a mm-hmm. lot of those same guys, the common denominator hanging out Jesus. 
you know. So yeah, that I was think really strange to me. I mean, <laughs> not that, it, not that you know, everyone was satanic or anything. But <laughs> no, I didn't a lot mean of great it that people. Way. Yeah, um, yeah. Growing up, that was never like. Oh, I want to go hang out with dad and his friends and talk about um, Jesus. You know, <laughs> right. it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't really that way. And then as I was discovering faith later in life, and um, Tad and and all Jay and all the all those guys invited me out to uh, the Bible study. I walked in, you know, walked in there, and it was just a really strange feeling because I was there when. Well, I think I was I was pretty small, but Dad helped build the had shop out there right just through all the years it was kind of a weird feeling to to walk back into and, that shop and yeah. having a small group in it <laughs> yeah yeah no it's completely different and that was you know probably the only reason why I, I even went was because all those people had invested in me in my life and my dad invested in me in my life and they had just built up a lot of equity right um and I think and, that's a great point. So I want to make sure I clarify this. I mean, they're great people. I didn't mean mm-hmm. it like bad that they were, they were, those guys are people who choose to invest a lot, you know, into other people. And mm-hmm. like you said, build up equity. And I, and I don't even think at the time they're thinking, oh, I'm going to go build up this equity mm-hmm. so someday I can share Jesus. Like, I just think there was something mm-hmm. in them. They'd just be like, I think I need to invest into the younger generation. And I think, we need to care about them and, mm-hmm. you know, help them out. And then later on in life, that equity comes back, you know, for, for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm going to sneeze. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so let's talk about growing up. So, Paige, talk about mm-hmm. growing up. Uh, grow up in a church, not in a church. Like, because both of you today, you know, uh, giving your life to Christ, both been baptized, right? Because you guys got mm-hmm. both got baptized in Noblesville, didn't you? We did. Yeah, we did. That's awesome. yeah. In January. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. But anyway, so uh, living out your faith, going down that road. But is that, so tell us, is that how you grew up? Like, how did that story go for you? Yeah, so I didn't grow up in a church at all. I don't think my family ever went to church together. I don't have any memory of that. Um, like I said, my dad passed away when I was 13. My mom tried how going to church. How was that? Like, I mean, I say, how was that? But I mean, mm. how much did that influence your life at the time? A lot. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was kind of, I kind of, kind of sheltered myself for a while once okay. my dad passed away. I didn't really talk to anyone. didn't want to, I was kind of looking back now. I realized I was probably a little depressed. Mm. Um, I would go to school, come home and just sit in my room all day. Mm. Um, luckily I had a lot of friends that would come over to my house and, you know, try to, hang out with me and stuff. But um, yeah, it was really hard. Um, I feel like I've kind of blocked a lot of that memory Mm -hmm. out though, because I I have a hard time remembering that time in my life. Um, So yeah, um, it was really hard. Um, My mom, she pretty much was a stay at home mom. Um, And then my dad passed away and um, we lost our house. Um, And she was a bartender, started bartending. Um, so I didn't get to see a lot of her. So I was home quite a bit by myself mm-hmm. at that age. Um, and then, like I said, she wanted to go to church, but we never ended up going. Mm-hmm. Um, she would take me to like, um, like kids groups and stuff and like drop me off. Uh, but I didn't really mm-hmm. like that um, because we weren't doing it together. Um, and I didn't really know anyone. I felt very mm-hmm. like weird about it. Um, so my faith didn't really start growing until... 
like I said, um, Kale's dad passed away. I feel mm. like our journey kind of started together. How did you guys meet? I guess we never got into that. So you guys high school sweethearts? Yeah, yeah. we Middle started, school sweethearts, yeah, elementary so school. Middle school for her. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a lot of difference in age? Two, two years. years. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, so we, um, we started dating when I was 14. Yeah, yeah you're 16. 16. So I was going into my freshman year of high school. Wow. So that's been through a lot together. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like that yeah. you've been together that long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she came and my family kind of welcomed her in. Mm. Um, and yeah, she's his dad been... was really special to me because I felt like he was, he mm. kind of filled a void in my heart. So right. I kind of looked at him as like my dad too, mm. you know? Right. Yeah. So talk about your journey, Caitlin. Yeah, so I uh, I grew up and both my parents were believers. Um, it wasn't something that we was ever really talked about in our house. Um, Mom would always try to get me to go to church. Um, Dad didn't go to church and wasn't really interested, which I kind of was like, well, if Dad's not going to church, why would why would right. I want to go to church? I want right. to, you know, I want to hang out with Dad, you know, right. and uh, not that. I don't mean to say that as he was being a bad influence or anything. Oh, but no. It just no. was a season that he was away from from the church, I guess. Right. Um, so I was just really never really interested. I Like I said, my mom would take me a few times. Um, I didn't really feel like I fit in with the with the kids that, in the kids' groups and things, and I would— you know, I want to be the cool kid and the cool, you know, you don't, you don't think that the cool kids are the kids that are in going to church groups. You know, I was more interested in their more, you know, rebellious things. And, um, you know, my two older sisters both turned out perfectly. You know, they were both like top 10 in their class. One, one, they were both believers. One literally said the prayer at her uh, graduation commencement. Okay. Um, so, and then I come around and I was just, wanting to be the opposite of everything that, um, just that opposite of that path. It just didn't seem, it just wasn't very enticing to me. Right. And I really, I think I attribute a lot of that to just, you know, I think I was worshiping things of the world. So I was into, super into sports. I was into, I loved football. I loved showing animals as I got old, older. I loved drinking, um, and all those things are just were really distractions for me. Right. And did you like in this process, because I'm trying to put your story and your dad's story a little bit together, because mm -hmm. I mean, I don't remember what the time frame was, but I mean, your dad had been away from the church for a while. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he gets involved. But I mean, like at least listening from Tad's perspective, yeah. I just got to know your dad, but mm -hmm. from Tad's perspective is like, wow, like this is a big, a big mm -hmm. switch Yeah, for your dad. I mean, it wasn't even something that we talked about and we right. talked about everything. Um, and it just really never came up. It wasn't a part of our lives as right. a family. And I guess as far as you mentioning him coming to church here, I moved off to college and when mom and when they had been empty nesters, that was a kind of around the time period that mm. dad, uh, mom and dad started coming here. Okay. So I was kind of off in my own world, right. um, chasing all the, all the things of college and, right. uh, everything a large campus has to offer. Right. So talk about like both of you at 
pretty significant times in your life lost somebody that you love. So how did that, I mean, for you, you said you've blocked out maybe a lot of those times, Mm -hmm. but, and, but then even, you know, for Kale's dad with Troy, like you were close to him. So how did that go when it comes to faith and losing someone? Like, did you, because at this point you're still not, you know, at a place where you're like super on fire for Christ at all when your dad gets sick and, you know, you find out that like, you know, it's maybe not going to go the way it's supposed to go. That have any effect on like, did you ever get mad? Did you ever wonder why? Like in all of those, did those things ever go through your head? I'm just wondering how you process the whole losing someone in your life that you love. Can I take this one? Yep, you can. (laughs) I knew Um, you were wanting to, so go ahead. So when I graduated college, I like I said, I moved off to Idaho, and I wanted to be anywhere but my hometown. I was like, you know, get me out of here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go do something awesome with my life, whatever that meant. Right. Um, As an 18-year-old. There ain't nothing awesome happening in Wabash. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And... uh, so I had it all, you know, I wanted to go out there, climb the corporate ladder, um, you know, maybe come back and visit two or three times a year, um, especially the lake house. But um, I kind of had that all mapped out. And then uh, when dad got sick, it, it kind of really rocked, uh, rocked my world because mm. um, he gets sick and I get there the night before he passes and then he passes away, and um, that same day, I got a phone call that I didn't answer because um, because I had my phone off because I didn't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually my old boss who his wife then calls Paige and um, says, "Hey, we got a job opening within the same company for what you want to do. In, right in uh, Wabash. Yeah, it's in mm-hmm. Wabash, Indiana. And they didn't even know I was from Wabash, Indiana. Really? Um, so I, you know, my mom was really struggling at the time. I was really struggling at the, at the time. Didn't really know what to make of the whole situation. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll move back. I uh, moved back that January and uh, lived um, back with mom mm-hmm. in my childhood home. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, that was where, you know, everything changed for me because I had all these plans and dreams for my life. And then, you know, I'm 19, 20 years old, or no. 22. 22, 22 years yeah. old. Right. And I'm in my childhood bedroom. <laughs> And nothing makes sense. Right. So, yeah. So, can you talk? I mean, I don't know how much you want to elaborate on that, but mm-hmm. I mean, the whole, because whether it's through the loss of a, of a parent or uh, something else going on in a person's life, there is this sense of confusion, right? For a lot of young people, on, I had a plan. This isn't where I wanted to be. This isn't how things are. Mm-hmm. So, can you talk through how you worked through? some of that confusion yeah. who helped you walk through. I'm sure Paige was a part of, you know, helping through some of that process, how you guys did it together as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess one part I didn't want to leave out was that um, what a couple of weeks before Dad got put on hospice, I, was, I had flown back um, just to spend some time, and Dad was in the hospital, and that was our last, like, coherent conversation together. Mm-hmm. So 
he, you know, could still completely carry on a conversation. We talked for an hour, hour and a half. Mm. And uh, towards the end, he's like, hey, I just want you to know. Like I was telling him, I was like, just where I was at, just mm -hmm. pouring it all out there. We talked about everything. And uh, he's like, you know, I'm not worried about about where I'm where I'm going. He's like, what I'm worried about is you. Mm. And uh, whoa, he's like, I was like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, you don't know Jesus. And he's like, that's what I'm worried about. He's like, I don't not worried about myself. Wow. Mm. I made a promise. I said, I'm not going to guarantee you that, you know, this is the road I'm going to go down. But I, I promised him that I would give it a, a chance. That, I mean, mm. that right there, I mean, that's just so, for a couple different reasons. One, what I would think, like, you're a thinker. Mm -hmm. Like, in my mm -hmm. mind, that's how I envision you. Like, you're a person that's not just going to be like, oh, yeah, I mean, Dad, mm. you don't think I know Jesus? I'll see you again. Like, you're, mm. like, you're serious. Like, I'm going to think about it. Like, it's yeah. not just going to mm. be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to start going to church because, like, it, you're processing some of those things, you know, in your life. And, and is that part of what led to the confusion too? Yeah, is it's like, you're I'm, at a place where your dad's saying, mm -hmm. Hey, I mean, I'm going to read into it, but what is what I hear? I mean, this is one of your most influential people, like somebody you spent all this time with mm -hmm. and his last words mm -hmm. to you are like, I might not see you again. Yeah. Like I'm going to the right place, but, and, Great job, Troy. That takes some courage to sit there and look your kids in the eyes and say, like, some of your last words are going to be like, hey, I love you, but you might not be in the right place. Yeah. That was the first time we'd ever talked about um, faith. Oh. <laughs> so Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a very introspective person, probably to a fault, but I, uh, and a lot of that goes back to, I, you know, I always, I drank a lot, so that kind of numbed a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And then when I kind of slowly started drinking less and less, my mind just was like coming back to life. Right. Um, which is part of the reason why I don't drink often anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but that really was just a time period where I just had a lot of, I just had to spend a lot of time with, with myself. I had to spend a lot of time. So, um so can Mom you was watching okay. church. Oh no! no Mom ahead. would watch church online because she didn't want to be, yeah, in public. Um, <laughs> didn't want to have to deal with people. So I started watching with her, kind of like, okay, I'm, mm. I'm giving it a try. And for a while, it just wasn't quite sticking. I had, you know, all the, all the normal things that like. Uh, you know, there's different cultures and different people, and they all kind of think differently. Why, you know, is this the exact way to think about I don't know. I had yeah, every, what makes every it right. yeah, yeah, every different thing. Mm -hmm. And I was just going along my journey and, you know, reading a lot of self help books and, and different things and nothing was nothing was helping and I was just getting more anxious and more depressed. And then I finally uh I go back into my you know, I finally just go back into my uh childhood bed bedroom again and uh opened up Matthew chapter one and started reading and it you know read through each gospel three or four times and within that same week I was 
on my knees and in, in mm. that same bedroom. Um, and I was reborn that mm. day. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's just mm. awesome. So talk about in the journey. So you get to the place where you make a decision for Christ, right? And you guys mm -hmm. are on this journey together. Can you talk about some of the things that you worked through? Like, what are some things that needed to be cleared up? And that, and I only say this because there are people out there that are watching and listening that might not be at a place where they, maybe they're still asking questions, right? Still navigating or processing. Can you talk through maybe some of the stuff that, that you had to get to, to get to the place of like, okay, I'm going to surrender my life. And that's for either one of you guys. Is that a confusing question? No, that, do you go want ahead, to? Go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. Sorry, I'm no, go ahead. talking. <laughs> um, I think for me, I, I never really understood that I needed a, a savior. Mm. Like I didn't know what I needed saved from. I, Got you know, it. I didn't understand, like, um, I don't know how to say it, but, you know, don't go to hell wasn't, that didn't compel me um, in right. any way because I'd never thought about death. I had never thought about, you know, anything but what was right in front of me. Right. And, and part of it, too, I, I kind of keep saying this, but um, when I kind of quit drinking and cleared up my head, you know, you realize how how messed up you are mm. and how just like you've got gone off the path, like where am I heading, you know? Right. And just reading through scriptures. And as I was kind of figuring things out, I was like, I'm not, you know, I haven't lived my life according to this. And I was like, whether this is, you know, where I need to give my life to or not, I right. know that, you know, these are practical. I always, I was an agnostic, I guess. So I knew that, the Bible is like good practical teachings. Yeah, it's a good another self help book. Right. Yeah, just an ancient ancient one. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I don't even know if I answered your question, but mm -hmm. those are just some yeah, of the no, thoughts that. And again, because I think for everybody, there's this process that that mm -hmm. you go through, and I think it is interesting. And maybe you guys can talk on this, but. Uh, so you're talking about alcohol being something that just like muddies the mind. But I think that's the other part of it. Like part of Satan's ploy is to keep your mind distracted mm -hmm. oh, yeah. in lots of different ways. And it's not always just alcohol. I mean, right. your phone and TV, like there's a new yeah. way of keeping your mind unclear, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, that that's what you're talking about. Coming to a place of clarity, like getting yes. to a place where you can think through you know, those types of things and, or talk through or think through the idea of what is going to motivate me. And for you, it was the settling on the knowledge that it's true. Like I do need a savior and I do believe that this is true. And so I need to make this, you know, decision. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of alluded to it, but I literally was at the point where like nothing else, like I tried everything else, like nothing was working. And mm. I was just kind of like, and you have like Jesus, you have, you have me like, th this is my last, this is my last. And you say resort. nothing's working because you were depressed. I mean, what, yeah. what, what were you trying to fix? I was just super anxious. Okay. I couldn't make sense of what was happening in my life. Mm -hmm. It just was not what I, it wasn't what I planned. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't really understand what, you know, is my, did my dad just go into dust? Like, yeah. 
is this it? Like, my family is, you know, torn to pieces, and and I, you know, was just not seeing a lot of purpose and and meaning to hmm. anything. Yeah. So that was kind of I was searching for that. Right. And that and that this that point you hadn't found anything, and then the gospel is no. Yeah. I mean, I tried. I gave everything into working out, and I you know, could never get big enough or, you know, ripped <laughs> enough. And then I tried to put just different things and it just wasn't, it was just very unfulfilling. Right. So Paige, can you talk about your side of walking that journey with that? Because uh, you guys talked about you guys doing it together. Mm-hmm. Walking. So were you both searching together? Like, can you tell us a little bit about your side of it? I feel like as Kale was going through his journey, it made me more curious. Mm. Um, so, I mean, through conversations and reading the Bible together mm. and just like his insight and um, just him just being open and like explaining the Bible to me more because mm. um, I feel like he gets a lot more out of the Bible than I do. Yeah. And sometimes I need him to like walk yeah. me through it. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like for you, you were. It was when dad died and I was going through all that. It was like you almost had to, it was almost forced you to unpack and face a lot of things that you had been holding in. Mm -hmm. So were you searching at the same time too? Like was some of those same, like were both of you at a place of like, oh, like this opened up a can, I don't say a can of worms. I don't know if that's the right word, but it just opened up things that you never had thought through before. I think so. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because going back, we just, it never came up in a conversation. I mean, we've never talked about (laughs) Jesus before. Right. Um, We've never read the Bible. We never had gone to church together before. I mean, your dad invited us to Eve Eve service here one year, and we came. But that was the only time that we had been to church together. Um, So our lives, our relationship Mm -hmm. has completely changed since Troy passed away and since we've started searching and growing Mm -hmm. our our faith. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about that because now you guys are married, both mm-hmm. giving your life to Christ. Now mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out, Hey, we're married, trying to live, live for God, trying to figure out what he wants you to do with life. So can you guys talk a little bit about where you are in your journey now when it comes to marriage and how faith fits into it or, you know, just the things, cause didn't you guys take one of the grow night classes? No, we did pre marriage Premarital oh, counseling. With right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, I just didn't know if there was one other. Yeah. So can you talk about your journey of now that you've given your life to Christ, now that you're married, like what are some things that you can give as advice mm-hmm. to young couples who are, you know, trying to figure out what it looks like to live for God and live together, you know, on purpose inside of your marriage? So can you give any insight, you know, to. Go ahead. Well, I guess starting from the beginning. <laughs> no, I, I just like I know just you have so up. much to talk about. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, from the beginning, we were new in faith. Like, we, like, I gave my life to Christ when we were the summer before we got married. Right. So it was, everything was still pretty new and it, things were changing so fast. Um, but we just talked about it every day. We read, mm. um, we do the same Bible reading plan every day. So do you guys do you guys do it together or do you guys do it separately and then talk about it? 
We do it separately and then talk about it. Okay. I feel like I, we find ourselves every night at dinner talking about Jesus or yeah, what we've read. or Two things we talk mm-hmm. about the most are, you know, when we, when we die and um, about our death mm-hmm. and about um, whatever we're kind of gnawing on, right. um, whether, whether it be theologically or just in life. Right. So, so is that mm-hmm. something that you guys do intentionally or is it just something that comes up? It just, I feel like it just comes mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I feel like, you know, one of the things I was struggling with mm-hmm. at first was like, I gave my life to Christ. I, you know, I have to read the, I have to hear from him every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, what do I, what do I do next? Like, do I need to go, you know, get on a plane and go to some, <laughs> you know, third world country Right. I don't know. What's, right. What am I supposed to do? And it just started with like, okay. Um, and this was something that some people had helped me with at the church in Noblesville. They're like, well, how about you start with your marriage? Oh. And so that's kind of was my idea was like, we'll start here and make Jesus the center of our marriage. Mm-hmm. And since we've been going through a lot of this together, we've had some of the same questions. Um, a lot of, we've been at a similar place in our journey and it's really it's really helped us as we've as we walk through that but i don't feel like anything that we do is like like well i think we should be doing this um the only thing was we started we started praying every day together mm-hmm. and that was like so it took actually a while. you're together it, and you pray Mm-hmm. Like pray like together out really. loud, and it was yeah. like the most awkward, it was weird so thing awkward. when it started. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you mind if we talk about like when that started? Like one night, You'll you go yeah. Ahead. There was a night that Kale was just struggling, and um, he had a panic attack, and mm. I was like, I was freaking out because I had never seen him have that before, and um, he was just like, "Can you pray for me?" Mm. And I was like, oh, boy. Like, I've never prayed out <laughs> yeah, loud before. You're like, you're like, but I'm like, I, I have to pray, pray for him, and I have to pray with him. Um, so I just prayed, and then ever since, we pray together every single day. That is yeah. awesome. It was just so awkward at first. I mean, going to church was awkward at first. I mean, because yeah. we, I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing, saying like saying a prayer out loud right. to, you know, someone that's, not with like physically yeah. <laughs> right right and i had always looked at those people as like uh, you know they're just trying to sound you know fancy and you know they want donations or whatever those people that want my money yeah. those suckers <laughs> but now praying is just part of our routine and if we don't pray together every single day it feels like our day is not complete wow um at least on my end, that's how I feel. Yeah, it's funny because it's like Jesus literally mm-hmm. came and did everything Jesus did, and mm-hmm. it was weird for us to pray. Like, yeah. are you like? No, it was ridiculous I know, but I, I think this. <laughs> but I think there's this reality. Mm-hmm. Like, we think sometimes in the Christian world, everything's just natural, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you grew up around it, and you saw people doing it all the time, and so it's just going to naturally go into your marriage and just naturally go into your life. But it just doesn't. You know, that those things don't just naturally happen, mm-hmm. you know. So I yeah. think it's cool that you guys have developed something that you can do together, right, you know, with that. So when you do it, like, do you decide, like, hey, we're going to pray for certain people, or is it just like, hey, whatever randomly? Whatever's on our heart. We take turns yeah. every day. One of us will pray. Wow. Yeah. 
So if, mm-hmm. if you guys were going to give some advice, because we're getting close to, if you can imagine, we're almost to an hour already. So <laughs> if you guys could give some advice to people that are searching, first of all, so people that didn't grow mm-hmm. up around it or people that were at a place that they're exploring faith, could you, could you give some advice to them on uh, where to go, what to look for, how to, how to help them in their search? Like some things that helped you? Surrounding yourself with people that have faith and that um, are genuine. Mm. I think For that's me, good. I, that's a. I mean, that mm-hmm. concept right there. I'd never even thought about that part of it. I was, mm-hmm. you know, but the idea that if you're searching, find the people that have found it, right? Mm-hmm. Like be around those mm-hmm. people. For me, I think the thing that was the most helpful for me was just like put away all like distractions. distractions anything that's clouding your mind Mm. and whatever you need to do to get to that place and literally just open Matthew chapter one and Mm. be open and and willing to hear what it has to say to you Mm. because it's a profound story and one that, I mean, it's funny because I would come to, when I was kind of searching, I would be in men's group or um, church or whatever. And you know how, when you're giving a message, you'll say, now we can all at least agree on this, right? Like, I, you're like, you're no, like, I don't and agree. I'd be like looking around, like, uh, <laughs> no idea what he's talking about, but yeah. maybe I should. Um, mm. but yeah, just to give that, to let the gospel, just give the gospel a chance. And, mm. you know, I think that that's, that's how God really wants to speak to us. But mm. I think the hard part is getting to that, that place where you're, mind is not clouded you are completely open and just to that point where you're you're willing to give it a chance because the distractions are just endless hmm. yeah so can you talk about individually and maybe collectively as we end up like how do you want god to use you moving forward i mean you're a great young couple that i mean got a lot going for you i mean do you have any specific ways where you're saying like god Hope you can use me in this way or maybe to us, to you guys together as a couple. I hope that um, we can just reach more couples Hmm. or people our age that are searching, um, maybe a little confused. But um, I just hope that our story can can help them in some way. Yeah, good. Yeah, I just think that. Sorry, can you repeat the Yeah, question? so whether it's you individually, because the idea always is we're trying to, you said it earlier, like we're trying to hear what God wants. You know, you were like, hey, I'm afraid he might put me on a plane and ship me over to wherever, <laughs> right? But we're always trying to hear what God has to say so that we can be an influence. So mm-hmm. whether it's you individually or whether it's you guys collectively as a couple. And so Paige was saying like you guys' example hopefully will be an example to other couples, which will give them a chance. And cause you're going to have the influence in that generation to invite them to church, to invite right. them to men's group or women's group, whatever that is. So I got my train of thought back. Okay. But what that make kind of the season of life that we're in. So we just moved back here from Noblesville and what we're, well, a few months ago, but what we're trying to figure out is like, and this is another topic that comes up a lot is like, how are we going to set up, organize our life and set up disciplines in our daily life mm. that is a way to, the best way to serve mm. um, to serve Christ? And we're just still trying to figure that out. And I 
you know, and maybe I overthink it like I do everything, but <laughs> it's like, I need to be with people that are, you know, on fire for Jesus and are mature in their faith. I need to, but I also need to be with people that don't know Jesus and I need to be with people that need encouragement and like, how do I get the right balance of all right. these people in my life and still pour into my wife and just how is this all gonna, gonna work, um, for me right. and us. And that's, that's where we're at right now. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's probably for, where does it stop? Mm -hmm. I mean, Jennifer, we've had this discussion all the time, like ministry never stops, right? So you're trying to figure yeah. out where you invest yourself is a, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's really difficult. So, but yeah, you guys have um, a lot going for you. So I think you'll do, do well trying to figure that balance out. Yeah. Cause yeah. All right. So any last words of wisdom before we sign off? <laughs> Eat well, work out, yeah. love yes. Jesus, and reach people. Yeah, yep. that's good. <laughs> yep. You got it. Summing <laughs> some it all up. All right, Jennifer, you want to? Yeah, well, I just want to tell them I just really enjoyed mm. meeting you both today and your story and just, yeah, where you're at as a young couple is encouraging. Um, so just keep doing what you're doing because I think you're um, – wise beyond your years. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people need to um, surround themselves with you both because I think you could change change a lot in this world. So yeah, you mm, you spoke to my heart today. So I just, yeah. Mm. Yeah, when they, I told them last night, you know, at the men's group, I'm like, that they were going to be on. Because that's the first thing that I thought of when I saw their name on the list. I'm like, you guys' mm. story... And not only your story, your passion to continually figure it out. I mm -hmm. think you guys are going to change the world. Yeah, like, for sure. I think that, and again, I'm not even saying it has to be this huge, profound thing. I just think your approach, mm -hmm. the way that you guys have approached this process and the transformation that God has had, and then, yeah, I think you have great influence. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you guys are influencers. I think you have... Yeah, I just think you have great opportunities, and it did. I, I thought mm. the same thing. Just gives me hope mm. for the younger generation because it's hard to find young people on fire and passionate and wanting to head in that direction. So I'm super mm -hmm. proud of you. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. We've sure, been yeah. we've been praying for mm. an opportunity to to share, share our story, story. and mm -hmm. um, to be more bold in our faith, and we definitely mm. appreciated the. The yeah. invitation yeah. to come on here. Yeah, I love yeah, it. It's great. All right, yep. you want to send so, us out, yep. Jennifer? So if you're not part of our podcast community, you can text the word podcast to 260-408-8383. And if I do what I'm supposed to be doing, I'll let you know when the podcast drops. <laughs> 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 I'm kind of a slacker. But no. anyways, I have good intentions <laughs> anyways. But if you know someone who wants to be on the podcast or you yourself or you have a topic you want us to talk about, you can send us a message. Yeah. And so when <laughs> this will go out tomorrow. Yes. Right? Something, yes yeah. So I when this so. drops, so if you're watching, listening, whatever. So we want to make sure that if you see this on Facebook, make sure that you share or like it because that gives us an opportunity mm -hmm. uh, to be able to get uh, you guys a story out uh, on other people's uh, feeds and they uh, have an opportunity to go mm -hmm. to it. Um, and make sure if you're on our YouTube comment, whatever that looks like, we'd love for you guys to be able to hear uh, feedback. And are you guys second service or first service? First people? service. First service. First service people. Yeah. So if you get an opportunity, if you are a first service person, or if it's like this week and I talk too long, you know, first service people and second service people are 
crossing over. But anyway, make sure you come up and see, mm-hmm. uh, come up and say hi uh, to them, get to know them. Great young couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're just like super excited on what God's going to do. So again, thanks everybody mm-hmm. for joining us and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.